0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the best new host and podcast show, The Calling a Man's Answer Show, live every Tuesday and Friday. If you haven't already, subscribe to me on your favorite streaming platform to stay up to date with the show. This is episode 44 with Mickey Dunkley. He's a content creator and licensed real estate agent out of Ogden, Utah. All right. Thank you for being here. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourself just to start for everyone that's listening and myself.
1: Hey, guys. It's Mickey Dunkley here from Ogden, Utah. Anything else? You want me to say what I do? What?
0: Yeah, anything you want to say, what you do, what you're interested in, anything that you feel like you want to just talk
1: about. Okay. Um, I'm a photographer, videographer, um, self-taught, went to college for a year straight out of high school. Didn't like it. Um, Got a job in real estate sales and was handed a a camera and told, hey, post on on our social medias and just took it from there. Now I, I travel and and get flown out to different places and shoot different events. I do audio for events. Um, I do highlight reels. I do all types of stuff, man. I do the Gary Vee style videos for people. So it, it's fun, man. It's it's developed into into something that I didn't think it was. So
0: that's always the best, isn't it? It's always the best when like you're you maybe have like one idea of what you want to do in your head and you don't, not really sure. Uh, Maybe you don't know at all. And then you kind of like fall into something and it turns into something that you couldn't even imagine. And you love it. You know, that's, I always think that's the best, that's the best thing, whether it be sports or just activities or like jobs. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, dude. So I was, I don't know if you've ever heard of David Meltzer. No, he's, he's, he's big on IG. has a lot of followers on IG's uh, co-founder of sports one magazine and he was talking to this kid and, and the kid's like, Hey, what, what do I do to reach this goal? Like, what do I do? I want to be a, you know, I don't know. I want to, I don't know. He said something. I want to be a CEO of a company and and I want to run this company. I want to found this company. He's like, dude, like, I can't tell you the formula. Like if you were to ask me 10 years ago, how I would be where I'm at now, my path has changed so many times. Like I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint exactly the formula as to how I got here because if, You know, he was like, I was a writer here and then then I did stuff here and then it it pointed me in this direction. And so there's no like way to exactly pinpoint where you want to go. Unless you say like, even with college, it's like, dude, if you want to be a doctor, go to college, you know, that's the thing. That's, that's the way that I feel about college is there's a lot of good things in college, but like, if you want to be a doctor, engineer, go to college, you know, but for some, something like you do, like, I can tell that you like doing this. And who knows where this could go, you know? So. Yeah,
0: definitely. This is, it's it's mad wild. Um, I One of my goals when I was going to college was to go to law school. Like right after I started sc- uh, school was to go to law school. Like I still want to do that. Uh, that's still like, I want to be a lawyer. But then I started this and it's almost like, um, you know, I can do other things with my life. That's not just, you know, go to school, slay myself to school for eight years, get a <laughs> I did a good job out of college, um, out of law school. So, I mean, it is wild. Like, I know you feel this with what you're doing. It's like, it's almost like when you're doing something that you kind of like fall into and then you start to love it. It's like you, you start making opportunities for yourself in other, Mm -hmm. in other directions. Like I started thinking about, um, maybe I want to do like sports broadcasting or like speaking events, things like that. Um, and, and you know, who knows, you know, like you said, like the average, the average um, person in our age, I guess you call millennial, gen G, whatever changes their career or, or is going to change their career six times in their life. And it's like, yeah. you could be a social media influencer. You could own a business. You could invest. You can, you can do real estate. You can do a podcast. You can do all these things because we have all this media now that really? our our fathers and their fathers didn't have. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see like what a general life looks like in the next few years for like, someone in our age group
1: oh yeah man like with social media lets you see so much stuff like with me i was i wasn't taught how to like take photographs i wasn't taught how to record anything dude all everything came from social media and youtube like there's so much content out there and the thing with content too is a lot of people soak up the content but they don't have any context there's no like there's no all that one-on-one coaching. There's no somebody telling you your exact situation. So a lot of people get lost in that loop of content, 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 and they don't know where to start, you know, cause there's nothing, there's, there's no specific situation that you're exactly in that is going to, that content's going to, you know, help you do or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, also
0: not only that, it's like, I feel like for like the whole coaching thing, um, a lot of us in this generation are like the way we coach like let me put this in the right way a lot of the jobs that are people are getting or activities people are doing we there it wasn't even invented 15 years ago you know so it's like yeah. almost coaching yourself coaching the people around you kind of like growing with them it's not even really coaching it's like learning the steps of progress together because it's so new and this world is so different now that um it's really hard to be have coaches like i i know there's some people who like um are really good salesmen who translated to like the door-to-door sales i know that's really big right now and there's yeah. also like um like influencing is a huge thing, but like, like I, I mean, door to door sales has been like a big thing forever, but like, I don't know these individual privatized companies doing it now. It's like, it's like blown up, like bug spray, Vivint, all that stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, positions are created every day, man. Like, and when you create a new position for something, it's hard to tell what exactly you can get paid for it as well. Like something could be so valuable to where it's overpaid or underpaid or whatever, but. To that point, just when new positions are created, you have to create processes with them, and you have to like work them. And I want to get into that too, processes. And uh, but I want to ask you, dude, where do you see yourself going with this, with with the podcast or with school, or like what? What do you think is going to happen with this? Um,
0: it's a tricky one. I want if if I could one day, I want to have like let's say,
1: let's say in ten years, ten years. Where, where do where do you see yourself?
0: I see myself owning like a studio and having a show um, with like different types of segments and stuff. Maybe not me being the host of all of them, but like owning a show. Um, I would like the one that comes to my head is like I don't know if you um, are big into sports, like the herd with Colin Coward, uh, like his own little show. Um, but oh, not okay. I, I wouldn't do it specifically just uh, sports though. I do on a lot or like even the Pat McAfee show. These are like. Big, big shows, but they're mainly sports. I would do like a combination or at least try to do a combination of like that mixed with like that tile of show, um, t- type of show mixed with like mm. almost like the Joe Rogan experience, like an interview type long conversation, um, yep. to where people would come into the studio and we'd like have a good conversation. And then also just like, <clears throat> you know, I still do want to get my law degree, um, just because you can do anything with that, uh and you can practice law. And it's just always like, not that it's a fallback, but it's like, I love that stuff. Like I'm taking all my classes right now, like constitutionalism and things like that, like prep for law school and stuff like that. And I love those classes. Like it's like one of those things where like, I'm passionate about it. So if yeah. I can do that while keeping this growing, that's like ideal. But if one like takes off over the other, you know, um, yeah. who's to say I won't fall in love with something else, you know?
1: Yep, yeah. It's interesting that you say that when you first started off saying that, um, you don't want to do all the shows you really want to run the shows because right now there's, there's a difference between the, an operator and the owner, right? And that's what you pointed out is right now you're operating, you're, you're doing all the work. I don't know if you're editing the videos or are you editing your videos as well? You're editing yeah. the videos, you're doing the talk shows or whatever. So you're an operator right now. If you want to grow this, eventually you got to get into the owner position to where you're just managing and you're just bringing people together and you're leveraging people to do the shows, whether it's a talk show host or whether it's a video editor, or whether it's somebody doing your audio, you don't want to be doing all the work. You want to be able to leverage that so that you have more time freedom, but you're still making the same thing. You still have the same output, but you have more time freedom.
0: Definitely. So, ideal, Almost ideal it would be like um, me, like, because I still do like, the, the, my favorite part of this is like the talking part. So ideal it would be like me talking to someone, but everyone else, like me, like, Oh, I want to do this person, but someone else setting up the time, you know, Oh, um, you're yep. sitting down and doing it. And then someone else editing, putting it out there, doing the clips, things like that. That's ideal. You know?
1: Yep, Yeah. That's a great concept, man. That's how people get rich. Really. I mean, you, you can be an operator or an owner. If you're an operator, because and some people love to be an operator too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. you know, but if you want to, uh, if you want to transition and, and make something, you got to leverage things out. Do you so-
0: no go ahead what were you saying Do
1: you get the idea of leveraging like do you ever have you ever heard about it or uh yeah
0: i've heard i've heard about it uh it's almost like in you can correct me if i'm wrong it's almost like uh managing situations correctly right
1: it's like for, so like for me the way that i want to leverage i'll give you an example is I'm doing. I'm an operator right now. Like I'm doing all the work. I'm shooting the videos. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to these places. I'm traveling to these places. But I want to. I want to be able to step out of that position where I'm just managing people to go do that. So I want to. I want to have a team. Either I can outsource a company. You know. You know outsourcing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. So I can means.
1: outsource a company. Pay a company to edit my videos. I can pay a company to do graphic designing for me. And that'll just. And I'll still collect the income from these people because i'm getting the same output but i'm putting in less hours so that gives me that time freedom so let's say that somebody pays me two thousand dollars to shoot videos a month i can outsource all the work for a thousand dollars a month and that'll just be a thousand dollars coming in to me just Mm -hmm. because i'm able to have more time freedom because i'm outsourcing doing these other things and i'm still having the same output but less time put in
0: so for outsourcing um the way i i understand it um the way you're saying it, I think, is you're saying like you would outsource just in general to a company. The way I've always thought about it is like you outsource to a different country because it's cheaper there. Um, you know what I mean?
1: It's not. It's not necessarily to a different country. I mean, you can. There's definitely virtual assistants that you can do that with, but there's also companies here in America that are great outsourcing companies mm-hmm. that, that we work with now. So, and we also we also work with um, other other people in different countries as well too, though.
0: So for like people, like, I don't know if you know any of this, but like, if you, for people like Logan Paul, who are like extremely famous on social media, um, they outsource everything, correct? Or do they have a team around them that just does it for them?
1: I don't know. I mean, I know that he has a designated video editor for his channel, for his YouTube channel, like his, uh, what would you call it? Like his vlog channel. But I don't know about his podcast or anything, but I've seen videos of his editor, um, talking about his videos and kind of deconstructing things mm.
0: well ideally you would want to have the cheapest option with the best quality right
1: You'd- ideally but at the same time i was i had a conversation with gary v i went on his show tea with gary v mm. and i was asking him about this same exact thing i was like dude are you outsourcing your videos you heard of gary v right
0: yeah yeah, um, yeah. i so, was just talking about him
1: yeah so I, I was on tea with gary v and i asked him dude like i'm trying to you know level up my business, what can I do? And I was asking him if he outsources, and he's like, "No, like I don't like I don't like to outsource." He likes he he says I like to keep things in house. I like to build culture, and so yeah. there, there's two different ways of going about it. You can either keep it in house and build a culture, or you can outsource it to different people and um, not have that culture. And there's a thin line because some people who who we've talked about outsourcing with they're like no I don't want to I'd rather pay somebody here I'd rather pay a single mother and give her some income than I would to pay somebody else in a different country you know I'd rather build here so it's kind of like a moral thing you know it kind of goes deeper but
0: well too I feel like it's almost like you lose just like clothing bro just like clothing
1: like like you know stuff getting shipped from overseas and these sweatshops and then people slaving away at these things, man. It's kind of a moral, moral issue as well.
0: Yeah, it's a big one. Um, the, it's a lot of countries, not just our country, but our country in, in general, we, uh, we tend to privatize, not privatize. We tend to, um, can't think of the word we tend to like push for the cheapest thing to do we we are we want to bring in the most revenue we can in the fastest way we can um capitalism at its finest you know capitalism one of the flaws so one of the things i do is i study political systems um and of government and things like that but one of the, the flaws of capitalism is that it um it always wants to keep like uh keep growing and keep growing and keep growing uh that's why it stirs innovation but it also stirs a lot of inequality and that's what we're seeing yeah. is especially if like say you're a huge company and um there's a single mom and there's a or there's a smaller company that you can pay to um like clothing or anything but they're more expensive because they're living in the united states or you could pay india yeah. plus shops um in other countries for cents almost and yeah. And of course you're going to do that because it maximizes revenue and your competitor is probably doing it. And it's horrible. Um, and like, you know, that's kind of the role of government is to put the binoculars around it, like seeing what they're doing and then kind of trap them and try to, and try to make it so that we're still stirring innovation. We're still, we're still growing in, insanely um, with revenue and everything, but we're also stopping this like um, almost slavery in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're
1: completely right, man. You're completely right. But for but you, I mean, man.
0: No, but for uh, you, uh, like you said, you're doing like the social media for your real estate company, um, and video and stuff like that, and photography. Go ahead and like elaborate more on that. Like what exactly you do, and how you like. I mean, you said you fell into it and you learned all the stuff for social media, but how exactly did you fall into that?
1: You know. So yeah, so I went to college for a year out of high school um i hit up this guy on on social media my mom was talking to me about him she said that his uh his daughter was dancing with my sister at their dance class she said that he was like a successful real estate guy and hit him up on facebook so i hit him up on facebook says hey what's up i'm looking like just had a college. i didn't really like it like do you have a position for me like anything and so he hit me back like a while later and uh Came in, started making real estate calls, bro, just cold calling people, calling, you know, neighbors, just calling around neighborhoods and and trying to see people were looking to buy or sell. Did that for a few weeks. And then, uh, that dude, he came up to me and he's like, Hey, I want you to start posting on my Instagram every day. Like, all right, whatever. I just started posting quotes. Like I was just like downloading quotes off Google and just posting them on social media. And, uh, then he gave me a camera he had like a little like vlog camera and he's like hey i want you to just film me wherever we go in our events gave me this little rinky-dink camera started following around doing videos and and the videos are starting to come out pretty good and i like doing it i was taking pictures and, and we were traveling to florida like texas like doing all types of stuff bro and i was just filming with this little camera and so after that i fell out of the role of real estate. I got my real estate license now, but I kind of, I fell out of that real estate role and made that my main focus. So I took that camera, bought a new camera, bought a computer, learned how to use editing softwares. Like I just invested so much in the past. Like it's only been like three years. I probably, yeah, it's probably been like three years since I started with them and it's evolved so much. It's like crazy how much it's evolved and grown from there so now we go to events now i do the audio learn how to do audio for his events um yeah bro photography and videography highlight reels testimonial stuff like just putting his image out there and I, I see that there's a big need for it man like that's what pushes me is there's a lot of people who need photos there's a lot of people who need videos like you use videos like i get hit up from barbers i get hit up from tattoo artists who want me to shoot their tattoos? So. And the thing with that, too, is, is when a barber hits me up, I'm just like, because I, I have a client right now. He hit me up. I do his videos and photography. And I'm like, dude, I'll come in and shoot a couple of times a month, just cut my hair every week. And he cuts my hair. And so this this tattoo guy, he just hit me up. He's like, how much for, how much for a, a video of doing a tattoo? I'm like, bro, just tap you up a few times. And I got you. And so it's kind of like this value exchange, you know? Yeah, and I'm still in the beginning stages, dude, where I'm not even like worried about the money because I know it's coming and I'm just trying to build that value with people and just build the skill set, build the skill set. I've done tons of free work, bro, tons of free work. And so I think that's gotten me to the position where I'm at, where I'm I'm getting so good at it and I'm accelerating because I'm just taking on that free work. Like when people mm. are like stressing about it, I'm not stressing about it, you know?
0: Yeah, totally, bro. Two things in there that you said that I think people can take. Um, into their own lives and uh grow from it one is i like how you said in the beginning when you were like oh i didn't really like college and you just hit someone up and you're like do you have any position for me i'll take it (laughs) and then it like created this massive opportunity for you so like i think the first thing that like that shows is that like you know don't be discouraged to take the low-end um job because it could be like your blessing in disguise oh yeah
1: bro Bro, i started off making a thousand bucks a month yeah, that's <laughs> like I had nothing, bro. Like nothing. I had a little rinky dink car, like and it's just grown and, and, and built since then.
0: And then the second thing you said is um shoot, what was it? I had it. It was it was right when you said what did you say last you were talking about um the last thing you were saying before Value oh, we... exchange? Yes, that. Um no free work and value exchange. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you are a creator in any sense, honestly, in if you're trying to do something in today's age at all, that like has to do with video or audio. Um, I think the most, the best thing you can do is meet people, um, mm. and, and, and free work. Um, yep. like that's one of the main reasons I love doing this podcast. Cause not only do I get to meet awesome people and have these dope conversations, um, true dope conversations and like grow myself. But I also get to like a lot of these people that I've met on here become like really like friends with me. We like exchange messages. We snap and once, once in a while and everything. Um, And that's cool to see like them. And then I grow and then they put me onto more people. And then I just keep growing who I am. And that's never a bad thing because Um, it's coming, you know, as long as you build the skill, like you said, as long as you build the skill and you get better at what you like to do, especially if you love it, it's coming. So don't be discouraged to one, take the low end job. If you want to do it And to um, uh, work for
1: free for a while. Yep. Yep. I mean, totally. I totally agree. I was going to say something. What was I going to say? I'm having a moment like you did just now. Yeah, but, I know. Um, um, let's see. I'll just bring up compound relationships, bro. With that value exchange, I'll give you an example. Like, um, where I work now, we put on these appreciation events, right? We host three of them a year for our, uh, our, uh, real estate clients. We promote them and they come out and we go to like, like pumpkin patches, just like bring out past clients, people that we've worked with, to pumpkin patches and stuff. And we've been doing these for years now. And, uh, the dude I work for, I'm working with now, he's like, dude, I've, I've been doing these events for years and... Some people who have said they were going to buy four years ago still haven't. And some people who, who have taken four years to buy, because I've built this relationship for so long. I've done these appreciation events every year. I've brought value to them. They said that they were buying at 250 4 years ago. They haven't, but now they're going to buy at six hundred. And so it's just creating that relationship, building that value. And equal value exchanges is important. And like, just showing appreciation for that person. Cause I mean, a deal could come out like that. That's just the compound of those years, bro. The compound, the compound of just bringing people value. It'll pay off eventually, but don't worry about it right now. Like, don't don't be so eager to get a check or so eager to, you know, advance on some from somebody.
0: Um, by equal value exchange, you mean like um, almost like. Not doing unto others as they do unto you, but almost like um if someone pats your back, you pat their back, kind of scratch yeah. You know? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. But the tough thing with that dude is is not expecting the value back. Right? Give somebody value, but don't expect it back from somebody, right? Yeah. That's 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 where a lot of people fuck up. And I mean I even fuck up with that sometimes too. I don't do you mind if I curse? No, no, not at all. Okay, all right, I wanna make sure. So yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I don't. That cursing. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I never,
1: I've
0: had a couple <laughs> who, um, people who was like, Oh, excuse my language. And I'm like, no, it's, it's, I'm not on TV yet or at radio. We're just, this is yeah. just pretty conversant. Yeah.
1: Um, good, good. I just want to but, be respectful.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. But so one of those things uh, you said about meeting people I had on, there's actually two examples of this. People that I know. Um, I've had on a bunch of people who talk about this, but two people. So my friend Scales, he's a barber. And he has been – he, like, used to cut us up in, like, the locker room. We played football with him. Uh, and he was, like – and he wasn't, like, bad, you know? But he wasn't great when he was starting. And that's with anything. You know, you don't start yeah, good at yeah. Oh, yeah. And we went to him and everything. And – he's just kept on building relationships, kept on grinding, kept on using social media. And now he's the Raiders barber. He's, he's he's got, cause uh, I'm from Vegas. So that's a little, um, about me, but yeah, so I'm from Vegas and the Raiders just moved there and he's like, he's like doing him and he started doing more and more celebrities. And then like some people on the Raiders hit him up and then they, they told more Raiders and then they told more Raiders. And so now he's like the Raiders barber and he's like cutting up celebrities and things like that. And
1: See, dude, imagine if you asked him, like, how did you get in this position? Like, what would you yeah. do to get in this position? Yeah. Would he be like, oh, you just start cutting hair in, in the locker room? You know what I mean? Like, would he say that? Or would he, you know, there's no telling where he, you're going to be. So there's no yeah. plan for it. Like, going back to the point in the beginning. Yeah, he's, um. He probably knows how the, he's going to be a Raiders baller. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of cut out there, but it, you're back. Yeah, yeah, you cut out for a second. It was, But you're back. Oh,
1: uh, Yeah, like I was like saying, imagine asking him five years ago, you you know, where do you see yourself in five years? You think he would have been like, I'm going to be Raiders barber, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't happen like that.
0: He's a very, um, what's the word? He's a very inspirational person. Uh, So when he speaks, he's always like, you can do anything you want to do. If you work hard enough, things like that. Uh, He was on my podcast very, like very early days where, which is like, less than six months ago but i guess (laughs) um very early days but i I call those the early days because like now i actually have like a set function on how i do them but back then i was just like it was like a phone call um yeah Yeah, yeah. but he uh he's very inspirational he's like yeah if you just worry about something you can do it and i'm glad it's working out for him um and then the other guy i was going to talk to you about was um he's uh he creates music. His name is, uh, Avion. And he, and what happened with him is he'd been creating music for, I used to create music with him back in high school. Like we were, we were like, the, we started out together. I still create music, but, uh, not as much cause I've been grinding this in school, but we, we were like creating music and everything. And he, um, like he used to get hated on bro. Like people used to hate on him and everything like that. And, Just recently, like his songs were getting more and more traction, maybe like thousands of views, thousands of views, ten thousands of Mm -hmm. views, and stuff like that. And then just recently, he started like absolutely exploding on TikTok. (laughs) Like, on uh, yeah, like his TikTok almost has a million followers, I'm pretty sure now. Like, he does What's
1: what's his name on TikTok? Avion. Avion? A V I O N.
0: Yeah, and I think it's I think his handle's Avion World, like Juice World, but it's Avion World. And he like blew up okay. doing like he blew up doing like uh I don't know, those POVs and stuff like that and his own little things showing his music and then he and also he like sneaks into places. Like that's his thing. Uh, sneaks into like uh, he snuck into like the Dallas Cowboys game he snuck into like um, six flags and he like blew up and now everyone's like hitting him up and everything but I was just like that's like the those two are the epitome of people who just grinded in something they loved use social media to explode themselves and then um that's great and then like uh it's working out especially because
1: he was getting hate man imagine that (laughs) yeah that sucks that you have to get hate like that and and then Takes just a little bit for people to notice you and people to feel differently. Um, but yeah, dude, talking about sneaking into Six Flags and stuff, man. I, like, have you ever heard of Nelk? Yeah. You, you like those guys? Yeah, they're funny. Dude, tell me, like, like you ever watch Jackass? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're like the new age Jackass, right? There's always, I feel like YouTube's going in this, like, mm-hmm. kind of reality type direction now. Kind of like what, what MTV was back in the day with like Robin Big and whatever, like Jackass. Mm-hmm. These guys are doing all the top crazy things, you know, interacting with people. And I think it's kind of transitioning over. I think that things go backwards, especially in, in like cultural settings, mm-hmm. like photography, um, even like uh, videography, too. Things and music like you know the music's kind of the sounds going kind of backwards like it's it's revolving around it's kind of coming around to the rock kind of style. you know trends yeah yeah, exactly um but yeah i think that things come around i think that that stuff is coming around right now dude i have these crazy ideas sometimes and (laughs) like you ever you ever like have an idea about something and then it happens like somebody else did it or like you know what I mean? Because there's this idea that ideas float around. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they float around and they hit you and then they hit mm-hmm. somebody else over here and then they hit somebody else over here. So it's a matter of acting on them, dude. But I've had ideas like like I remember a, couple, a few years ago I was looking at um, my, uh, a cover art on Apple Music. And I was like, dude, you know what would be cool? If it was a GIF instead of just a picture. Like, you know, like you open up Apple Music and there's a little cover art, a little box. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if that was like a little video, like a little GIF. And then Drake came out with the demo tapes and it was a GIF. And like, I have crazy ideas like that. Like, I think of um, like art museums. Mm-hmm. But imagine, and I don't, know if, I don't know if you dig it. Some people would dig it. Some people don't. Imagine if there was a museum where it was just like a real, like a little screen and it only played that video and just a loop or like showed emotion showed whether whether it was like sadness happiness little clip just over and over and over again so you walk into the museum and you see stuff on the walls and it's just like little video reels of of a message or something you know you know how
0: dope that would be if it was like almost holographic like if it was like a hologram reel and it was like oh, emotion dude. and you could like feel the
1: or even like a case or something like like just a stand and then it was a hologram. Oh, that would be damn. That would be sick.
0: Yeah, bro. You said <laughs> – do you ever have like – it's honestly – you sound hyper-creative. Um, Hyper-creative people, that's how their minds work. I, yeah. I always say this, dude. I have the mm, – I hate oh, it. Oh, I
1: have um, an idea for you, too. Yeah. Go. No, shoot. So have you ever heard of the song Top Ten by uh, Nipsey Hussle and DJ Mustard? Yes. So one of my favorite artists came out and – um He's kind of underground, but in the song Top 10, you know how it starts off. Nipsey Hustle's talking, on mm-hmm. a talk show, and then it kind of fades into the song. What if more people started doing that to where – and it fades nice. Like, the song's nice even when he's just talking. And kind of like what you do with a podcast, like, if you were able to just talk and have a conversation and say some cool shit and to just fade it into some music, I think that would be sweet. But my favorite, one of my favorite artists, he's kind of underground. His name is Big Baby Gucci. He, is going to be doing that. He's starting a podcast, but he's just an artist. And he's like, we're going to start this podcast, but in the middle of the podcast, I'm going to play you guys new music. So he's going to take the podcast with his music and form together. And just That's in dope. the middle of the podcast, he's going to play a new song.
0: That's dope. I've only done that twice. I had two, I had Avion on, and then I had cadence on, and we were listening to their unreleased music. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and it was like interactive too. We did it live. So that was cool. Um, yeah
1: i i I, I had never seen that done before before nipsey did it with dj mustard like just a like a podcast him talking and then in the beginning and then the song would play and then in the middle he would talk a little bit more and -hmm. then the song would go on i think that's a cool concept i think it could go further
0: i think this is the next um this is gonna like you know people speaking has always been like uh Big, like there's always been radio shows, talk shows, things like that. But I think it's now becoming like I say this very delicately, the people <laughs> who are doing radio shows, you don't necessarily want to listen to those people talk.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: And cool I think like people, well, not even that, like they're just like, yeah, they're, they're like following a script, you know? Yeah. Um, and or they're trying to be trendy. And with these like long conversations, especially in like situations like when it's not scripted like like the way i'm trying to do it or the way joe rogan does it or the way i mean even logan paul does it um it's more genuine and it's more engaging and it's more like you're actually i try to make it so like when we're having a conversation somebody can listen and have their own thoughts and like almost engage with it the entire time you know um and that's better than me sitting here be like how do you get
1: better in <laughs> 2020? You know, like I hate yeah. that, bro. Like I literally hate yeah. that. Like yeah, there's a difference between interviewing and podcasting.
0: And there's a interviews need to be like there's a place for interviews. I just don't oh, think yeah. an hour oh, yeah. and a half of interviews is like the smartest thing to do. Oh yeah. no. For yeah, sure. I'm gonna ask you a question. Yep. One of my biggest pet peeves is like when I'm trying to do something, and like you said, you're hyper creative and you have all these ideas. I have all these ideas too. I hate and I'm not saying when people are like, oh, you should get on TikTok. Like, you, your personality is perfect. Like, you should do this. You should – or you should try this. I'm talking about when people are like, oh, this is how you have to succeed in this area. Or they, oh, they're, like, yeah. make it more, like they're like, make it more like where you um, – I remember this guy was like, you shouldn't have your name in your title. And I was like, what, bro? <laughs> he was like, if you're not yeah. famous, why are you doing that? Because yeah. it's me, bro. Yeah. I'm the person that they're going to yeah. come back and listen to every
1: time. Like, yeah. I, there's, that's, a, that's another thing with coaching, dude, unless you've done or in the position that I want to be in, I'll listen to you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to take your word for, you know, uh, how would I put it? Your worry isn't gospel to me, you yeah. know, unless you're in the position where I want to be. Cause a lot of people are going to tell you how you should do things. Even your family, like dad, mom, whatever, they're going to tell you how to do things. The most supportive ones are going to let you figure it out. So. That's the way that I go about it. Like my dad always tells me things. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like <laughs> like it feel I feel kind of bad, but like I've I've been around a lot of successful people and um and I listen very closely to those people. And I'll listen to other people about business and, and their ideas. And that's where I get a lot of my creative things, dude, is because none of our ideas are original. They're all influenced from something that we grabbed here, that we grabbed here, that we grabbed here, we grabbed here right? Mm -hmm. so a lot of my friends give me these ideas sometimes and and i'm just collecting data from these from my friends and i take that into my workplace because for me my it factor that i think is i'm i'm in the corporate world where i'm doing photography and videography for these successful people but i'm also connected to culture you know i come i I go to these places film whatever then i come back and talk with my friends we talk about music we talk about music videos and I get these cultural ideas and I'm not super corporate to where I don't pay attention to these things, you know, but that makes my work different than everybody else is because I'm, I'm I'm paying attention and especially music videos, bro. Music videos are like, they push the limit. And like my cousin's trying to get into videography and photography and uh, video editing. He's like, dude, where do you get your inspiration from to do these cool videos and, and go out and shoot for these like people? And I'm like, dude, music videos, like, them them people push the limits bro cuz they're just kids and they got all these ideas and they're going out shooting these videos and they're they're pushing the limit they're they're trying to see how far they can go with it really? just like music just like when people are pushing the limits on music right mm-hmm. like everybody's trying to be different so these new ideas are coming out these these new thoughts are coming out and you can gain a lot from just watching music videos when you're doing video editing
0: bro have you thought about like doing corporate speaking or something like that I feel like you'd be really good at that. Like um, speaking, like speaking. Um, well, even like starting a podcast for your real estate company or like um, doing like even being the voice behind certain things. Like I know that you, you do it for a person, but like you, you, you're pretty engaging, bro. I feel like you could, you could, you could do something for yourself, honestly. No, I think you'd be good so, at
1: it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Maybe something in the future. It's not in my plans right now, but you know, yeah. like who knows where I'm going to be. Like we were talking about, um but I've done like like trainings and stuff, like screen yeah. share training. Okay. But okay. but nothing like I've never talked on I mean I have talked on a stage. Like in my high school I talked in the at the assembly in front of all the students and did like, gave like a little speech, but nothing well, really beyond that. Well, I
0: was even thinking like doing like um not not necessarily exactly how Gary Vee does it, but like almost like, you know how like the business podcasts work and like they do like, they, ha- they have tips on how you can grow your own success and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Add, like just little short snippets about how people can um, grow in photography or videography. I feel like you'd be good at it, honestly. I feel like you, you'd you have a lot of insightful things to say. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel it. I do. It's it's, it's well, different.
1: I, 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 the only thing that's holding me back is me. Yeah. Know? <laughs> i get it. at the end of the day the only thing that's holding anybody back is themselves so I, i've been told that before too that i need to be posting more i need to do more things but i don't know man it's kind of a, a block for me personally yeah um i'm i i wouldn't say i'm and that's great that you can do it bro this it, it takes a lot
0: of work for you to do what you do if you like hung out on the outside of uh like doing this podcast virtually, you would see I'm I'm a very talkative person. It's it's honestly right down my alley. I my yeah. mom always told me she's like you're gonna be a lawyer or just something like <laughs> speaking. I I, yeah.
1: I I'm not I'm not really a talker that much, man. Like when I get around people, I'm more of an introvert. Like I'm huh. super. I I sit back and just pay attention to people. But what were you saying?
0: I was just gonna say what what this podcast is actually like showing me more is not that. Um, not that like how to speak better, which that does happen, but almost like how to listen. You know, um, I've like oh, really yeah. like not that I was a bad list. I was a bad listener. I was a bad listener. I was. I would interrupt people. I would. I would um, like not really listen. I would. Li- I would like listen only to like answer. You know, and like in yeah. my own opinion. Yeah. And now I sit here, even like and it, like I take it in my real life. I like when someone's speaking. I sit there and I listen to what they have to say before I reply. Because I, I think everyone should have that skill. Um, oh
1: yeah, for sure. And I don't think a lot even of if, people do. You know, even if you want to make friends, bro, like you, you don't make friends by like bragging about yourself. You don't make friends by by making yourself seem interesting. You you get friends by being interested in them. So mm-hmm. asking them the questions, asking them what are they doing. You know, if you just sit there and brag, you're going to look like an asshole. Like, but if you Actually, have interest and actually legitimately think about someone's responses and listen to them. You're gonna make friends, for real. You're you're, you're, you're gonna network.
0: You gotta listen to your friends too, man. If your friend, not all the time. If they're just being dumbasses and they're, like, <laughs> and they're just saying some stupid <laughs> shit, don't listen to them. But like, yeah. uh, if they're like, "Hey, bro, like, maybe you should try this," like my friends have been trying to get me on tiktok for so long <laughs> and the only thing that was holding me back i finally got on it but the only thing that was holding me back was i knew as soon as i got it i'd be fucking on it all the time yeah. trying to make create videos and stuff yeah. and i got on it and i was like i made uh, i've been making videos and stuff and i'm like all right i'm gonna start doing this because it's gonna help me with this podcast i'm just gonna try to promote this podcast with content yep. um, because the the, the trouble i'm doing right now like i have a a decent fan base and people that i know listen to me and stuff like that but i'm trying to grow i'm trying to reach out to people that don't know me who would be fans you know what i mean um Mm. that's the trickiest part is it's reaching people that
1: don't know you um yeah you gotta find those raving fans yeah dude. once you find those raving fans dude what like you got to find the raving fans. If you have a thousand raving fans, these raving fans are people that are going to buy everything that you drop. They're going to watch your videos. If you have a thousand people that are going to do that, just a thousand, you're going to be rich. Right. So you got to narrow that down to that thousand people Mm -hmm. who are going to love your stuff, raving fans, you know, share your stuff, whatever. So, I mean, that's, I've heard that before. I've watched like videos, Mm -hmm. uh, like trainings before about a thousand raving fans.
0: There's a, uh, there's a fine. There's a. I don't know if the fine line is the right way to say it. There's a line between, you know, to get fans, those raving fans. You need to already have fans. You know, there's almost that. Like you need to, like for for people to uh, want to listen to you, you have to be wanting. Let me put this in the right way. Let me say this so that I can maybe clip this later. <laughs> um, you have to. You have to. For people to wanna watch you, you have to be watchable almost. You have to, Mm -hmm. you have to have something that you're offering. And so that's a lot. That's one of the things a lot of people say is that you have to make engaging things. And what I say to that is, it's not even about that. It's more about reaching those people who would want to watch, because if they watch, they're going to keep watching. But it's Mm -hmm. the, it's the sheer fact of um, it has to be easy. It has to be accessible. There has to be links that they can follow. They have to. You have to tell them to do things. Um, convenience. That's why I, convenience, because people, they're like robots, bro, in today's age. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, I told this to someone. She has social media, right? Um, let's go for Instagram. Instagram, mm-hmm. the normal, not socialized um, business side of social media is people posting pictures where they look happy right like um doing yeah. like with a witty quote those yeah. photos if you're a chick you probably get like 400 likes um, if you're a guy if you, and you're like um pretty decent looking you probably get 200 upwards of 200 200 plus okay um so those are like that's like instagram for like the normalized society then people start instagram or they change their info instagram into a business instagram and the likes drop, dr- I said drap, drop, dramatically. And I believe this is initially the case because of that shock factor almost. People are so used to seeing this roboticized, happy person just standing, you know, or posing in front of something rather than a promotion of something that they don't want to help out because they're sh- they, they just want people to be like them almost.
1: Yeah, They kind of want to- You ever notice how differently people act on social media? in real and then you see him in real life you're like hey, look too bro <laughs> that's true man that's that's facts but yeah man like even with women dude it's like they have such a big ego boost just from off that post just from that like just from that comment it's where their ego's up here on online you know and even in person they they think they're so above somebody because they got a thousand likes on their picture that's 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 not how the world works, you know. It's mm-hmm. not just because you got a pretty face doesn't mean nothing. Like where's your personality? Where's your energy, you know?
0: Definitely. I I I think that we're promoting uh looks over personality in today's age. Oh, yeah, which is, and it's horrible. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. That's what I
1: tell girls, bro, is like, yeah, you're cute, but you know, beauty's common. Look around. Like Where's your energy? Where's your perspective? Where's your personality? You know, show me that. I want to see that.
0: Yeah, every girl, if they're pretty, has an OnlyFans. You notice
1: that? Um, oh my dude, it's like I get a new one on Snapchat every day. I'm like, what? You, what is going on?
0: My thing is like, people buy that. I like was like. Uh. What?
1: i have a girlfriend i bought, bought one like just because i knew a girl from high school mm. and i just bought it just to see I you like, like, oh, my God. oh you just wanted to see i i know some yeah, people. I, see, like, I, I actually bought it with my ex-girl i was like hey this uh, girl's like she's yeah. uh i knew this girl from high school she's like okay whatever go ahead went and checked her out and stuff but i think that's like the only time i've never bought one, like some random chick or nothing
0: well i'm not even like even if people like so say like your like best friend or like a girl you were like um you like like as a person is doing it and you're supporting her like that's different too i'm saying like random dudes be buying that um and i'm like it's it's weird though it's like first off this it's honest what it is though bro is we we're a weird society like our the way we process sexual like identity and things like that as a society is weird like we everybody like everybody knows what pornhub is regardless of who you are but no one really talks about it there's no apps um yeah, Twitter is weird because Twitter be posting like sex and stuff like that. Yeah, and people true, people true. are growing out of it more. But it's almost like there's two sides of it. There's like people who are like not provocative at all. They're strict. Maybe they're Mormon, religious, something like that, where they're like, yeah. they don't have they can't even speak on it. Yeah. And then there's the other side who's just all provocative and that's their personality. Maybe they're like, yep. all they think they are is um, a body or something like that. And those yep. are both very
1: unhealthy things. It's very objectifying too, man. For sure, man. Like, it's just for women, like, there's, I feel like there's a thin line between, like, I don't know, kind of being prideful in your beauty and because and, and, women are beautiful, you know? they're 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 playful, you know? And so there's a thin line between objectifying it and expressing your beauty, you know, mm. and it's really blurred with social media and only fans and premium Snapchat. You know?
0: It's no. Yeah. And it's, you know, for, cause the, I think it's weird. We're we're in a living room at a time. <laughs> not, not that. Weird. I think it's just weird where we live because it's like, people are pushing like, that there's no differences in the genders and all that stuff. And I think that's the most derogatory thing you can say. You know what I was
1: thinking about, dude, the other day? I should get into women's wrestling, bro. (laughs) Dude, that's...
0: Biden just just signed something into law that says, like, you have to, like, transgender athletes can compete. And I'm thinking, like, what constitutes as a woman, bro?
1: Like, just you identify as a woman... Yeah, I could just be like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm a woman now. Like, I'm gonna go in there and handle. It's fucked up, give dude. Give me a, a belt.
0: It's so fucked up to women, bro. Like, it's so fucked. Yeah. Up. And then, like, the, yeah, the-
1: I mean, it's just like the the differences are there. There's no doubt. Like, I've, I mean, we can. If you want to be a woman, you can be a woman. You know, if you think yeah. you were born into a man's body and you're a woman, like, I have no problem with that at all. Yeah. No. But there comes a point where there's just physical differences. There's, there's, you know, I you can't grow the same muscle that a man can. If you take steroids, you might be able to get close to a bodybuilder, but Mm -hmm. it's, there's just no doubt physical differences. And, And for a man to compete in a man's body, whatever you want to be claimed as a woman competes in that sport, there's an unfair advantage.
0: And there's an unfair advantage too, because our society was built by men. So our society, the sports we like and the sports we play are obviously dominated by men because they're, Men's attributes—they're made for men's attributes, strength. Oh yeah, things like that. We don't have sports based on balance or buoyancy and things like that because yeah. women didn't decide what sports were. So it's like—I
1: remember Joe Rogan talking about that.
0: Yeah, um it's a fact. Like our society is, is a lot very male dominated. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's all, like,
1: most societies are driven by males. That's oh yeah, know, and, and leader that leadership role. Yeah, you know? and I so, mean no, no doubt that a woman can do it, but mm. I mean men are are the masculine energy is more inclined to lead facts
0: and so what i think we need to be doing more than trying to move women into this man role or like move because here's the thing women can be ceos and top bosses and things like that oh yeah for sure but on like on average they don't want to be like not like the the averages show that men like those roles more than women like men fight for those roles men would kill for those roles um and women some women would too there are some hyper aggressive women but on on like the majority there's not and so what i think we need to be doing is as a society moving away because i think a lot of the problem that we're having right now is not only and i think this goes with everything um is not that um you know people are super sexist or that society has this um patriarchy but it's almost that our society is designed for men to succeed and women to um almost be like childbirthing uh parents yeah
1: and so we like need- with that dude like there's like when you say men are meant to succeed it's not only that but like we both need to succeed the men and the women yeah but she, she more men women are more inclined to succeed in, in this role and men yeah. are more inclined to succeed in this role
0: so and we need to just be pushing that out yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to get into like, we need to push like, for the cause, women cause side women,
1: more. It's not valued as much to be a mom. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, when you say stay at home mom, it's like in today's society, it's kind of being put down. But yeah. when I explain it, it's like, we both need to be present. You know, we both need to be, mm-hmm. um, we both need to value our roles, you know, mm-hmm. and being a mom and, and taking care of children isn't valued as much anymore. You know, it's I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a burden now to do that when it's such a big role in a family for the, for the kid to have that full attention and and, and to grow. And so when I, I mean, way that I look at it, I want to, I want to find a woman eventually to where she doesn't have to work and we have children and, and mm-hmm. she can be at home and nurture those children and not be worried about what's going on at work, not be worried about, you know, have these things on the back of her mind, and be stressed out because I want her to be fully present. And I think that is so important and it's, and it's not valued as much anymore. I
0: think we need to, as a society move away from the um, societal distinctions and move towards a place where we, we push, like you're saying, we push for these um, both sides to be valued as much because, you know, I, There's a weird, there's a weird thing where like most men who are like good, the best men love their mothers, love their wives, love their daughters. Um, Mm -hmm. But there is a good majority of men who are hyper aggressive, who are, um, what's the word? Misogynistic. And they think that they're better. And I, I hate when people say like men are better at, at things because it's like, yeah, they're, they're they're maybe they're higher on the dominance hierarchy in some aspects of life. But like, if you, if you asked, if you put us in like an entire different category that a woman dominates, we'd be, every man would be low on that shit, dude. And so it's
1: like
0: categories are so male driven because males have been like, like you said, like the leaders. So I think we need to start pushing for like actual women values and not like, because I think the problem is too, is that it's like women are like, um, they're trying to get into these male, male, almost roles. Like, um,
1: maybe it's like, I just hit me right now. What if it's about just the money? Like if you don't bring in money, you're not valuable, you know, like especially here in America, maybe that's what the problem is. I don't know. I'm just speaking out there, but you know, there's, there's a, there's there's definitely a connection of, of value in America Mm-hmm. connected to money it's uh it's,
0: it's definitely a conversation to be made man i i don't have the answers but there's definitely there's definitely <laughs> I don't got the answer yeah. either man but,
1: but it needs to happen bro. i don't
0: like how uh, whatever side people fall on they're trying to censor the other side i hate
1: that man like i think it's oh yeah man. our country's it's driven off of debate and it's it's strange dude because even with mask wearing like I personally don't like to wear masks. I'll do it just to support the business. Like there's like with Facebook about blocking people, you know, and, and, and Donald Trump or whatever, censoring these people, they have the right to do that. Cause they're a private company, you know, but at the same time, is it freedom of speech? He can come out and speak whatever he wants to, but he can't reach as many people now. So it's, it's like, I can go into this business and support their views by wearing this mask, but, I don't want to, you know, are they going to look at me differently? Am am, am I going to be invited if I don't like, can I not come here anymore? I can't go to the grocery store because of my views, you know, like it's, it's, it's a thin line between your rights and what the company is able to, um, mandate, you know, and, and if you're invited or not,
0: there is, um, are the framers, the founding fathers now, while they weren't the greatest men, they were very smart men um, um I'm saying great because they obviously enslaved an entire population, and you know but they they were so afraid of like the government becoming so tyrannical that like they basically wrote in the Constitution that like the executive branch just like the president, doesn't have any powers um and they like they check we have all these checks and balances so that that nothing can really happen um and they were so afraid, like the Second Amendment is, is literally for like a standing army. It's literally for mm-hmm. defending yourself against a tyrannical government. Yep. And so I think it's they were so on freedom of speech, man. That's the first amendment. You know, we yeah. to debates to continue and grow. Yeah. And and,
1: you know That's that's wow. why people have debates about guns too, about gun laws, is because they were when they were made they were about muskets, you know. Yeah. there was not the guns that they have today and that's a whole nother debate but yeah yeah maybe it's outdated you know it's definitely things things have progressed so much you know what is freedom of speech now compared to then? we have social media man this is freedom of speech right here (laughs) yeah but if you Um, get censored let's say they take down your channel like what are you gonna do i don't think that's Let's say that Zoom's like, hey, we, we don't want to put on your thing no more. You're talking about tyrannical governments, like <laughs> you know? I, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: but with something like Joe this is why I think Joe Rogan is so powerful right now. Um he, it's literally impossible to censor him. Like they he has too much power, he has too much influence. Um, and it, he can say whatever the hell he wants to say, and yeah. and it's gonna reach I would say billions of people, not that billions of people are going to watch, yeah. but billi- millions upon millions of people are going to watch. And then millions of, like, I always give this analogy. If,
1: you're ahead, one person away
0: from a hundred people. You're two people away from a thousand people. And you're three people away from a million people. Explain um, that. So like, if, let's say everyone, every one person knows a hundred people. Okay. Right? Like e- you probably know more than a hundred people.
1: Yeah. So your yeah. yeah, your influence is okay.
0: going to spread to a hundred people
1: and then your influence to a
0: hundred people, a hundred people to a thousand people, thousand people. Oh,
1: okay. I see. I yeah. see. You know what yep. I'm saying?
0: So you're always, you're always um, like your influence, like we're all a social network now, now that mm-hmm. everybody like, you're five people away from the entire world, basically five to seven people away from the entire world. Um, yeah now a lot of these people know the same different same people so yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. like 10 people you're probably 10 people away from the entire world but think about that for a second
1: yeah that's crazy that's crazy um it's, it's like I'll on, go, on go the ahead. joe rogan thing like what if he came out and said a racial slur like he would be right like he would be exiled he would, he probably wouldn't have a platform anywhere or if he said something you know what i mean
0: I, I still think because of how powerful he is and how big his channel is, you I think he still, you still think. have a platform? For sure. Um and now if well, he said I don't know now it depends, honestly. It there's <laughs> cause it's like almost it's like the difference between like saying saying a racial sir, like say he was just saying it like he maybe he said the n-word, like calling like his friend it like they were just joking, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, versus him being like I hate this group of people who kill them. You know that's. You think it matters now, though, the way
1: everything's twisted. Like,
0: I think it matters with people who are like huge, like that. Yeah. Because because (laughs) this is gonna be horrible to say because like it's but it's true. If he said that, if he said a racial slur, like inciting violence, there'd be a group of people, especially in America, that are about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, who would flock to him? There is an entire there. We have a lot of racial tendencies right now. Um, that is not like like. There, two sides are so opposed to each other. Oh yeah, that it's that like. Dude. Well, the Proud Boys, about, for example.
1: I was, yeah, I was talking to uh, to one of my coworkers the other day, um, and she was talking about how every so many years, everybody has a different view. Everybody is opposed on things. There's so many like categories of support for blm for whatever if you're racist whatever proud boys or you know there's so many different things colliding right now so many ideas colliding right now that we might come out of this with an answer we might come out of this with peace because after destruction comes peace and so there's a lot of shit going on especially in 2020 like yeah we might be we might be able to prosper after this you know because everybody's on a, on a different page. And, and eventually, I think people are going to come together.
0: You know, there's part of me, because I study, like, political systems, that makes me want to say, we need to rewrite the Constitution because it's outdated. And then there's another part of me that says, no, we'd fuck it up worse. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, so, imagine if we did that now, how many people would be like, no, I don't like that. No, da 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 like... There's no pleasing everybody, man. If you try to please everybody, you're going to please nobody. Like,
0: I still that make think, sense? Yeah, no. I still think we're founded. Like, the American tradition is still, wow, not – didn't include everybody. I think it's the ideas of all men being created equal – Um, the ideas of that we can grow, we can amend the constitution, we can change it. I still, the -hmm. idea that we can defend ourselves and our family, the idea that we can say whatever we want and debate, because a lot of countries don't have those rights, you know? Um, I think we need to, I think we need to take our look that, you know, you can protest BLM and not get arrested all the time, you know? Yep, yep, for sure. We need to uh, realize that, like, there's a lot of good things about this country, there's a lot of bad things too, but we, we the problem is going to lie somewhere within it's it was written by in the 16th century no 18th -hmm. century by a bunch of men who were very smart and read a lot but were also
1: all white you know is (laughs) is there i was talking to this other person about the other is there an answer to all this chaos all these different views all this separation is there an answer like Mm -hmm in 10 years are we going to look back and be like this is the thing that brought us out of 2020 this is the thing that brought us out of all this separation is there an answer or is there not is it just going to fade like I and think... who who has the answer if there is one like you know we all have these different views we all think we're right but looking in 10 years we're, we're going to know what was the right thing
0: there's two answers to that um They're very tough answers. It's a very philosophical question. One is... The, f- the first answer to that question is... There's got to be someone who's... In his 30s right now. And I say he because that's generally what the presidents of the United States have been. It could be a she.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, who... Is very smart. Like, very intelligent. Maybe not... like More street smart, almost, probably. But they're also very smart. Who can unify and can speak magic words um, mm-hmm. almost in a manipulating sense, but he doesn't have bad intent. Do you know what I mean? Maybe like yeah. a general or something like that who is, doesn't want to lead, but is going to be forced into it because, yeah. uh, because of how good of a leader he is like a jo- George Washington, almost.
1: Yep.
0: Um, there has to be something like that to come out of and a, yeah. a, a world war that I think we're heading towards or a civil war. Um, and then the second one is an entire revamp of the United States government. Um, and I don't I think that's people, possible for 20 years, but.
1: Yeah. I tell people like this, like, who's who's the leader of BLM? Um,
0: I think there's a couple. Like, there? if
1: you don't know, if you don't know, like, there, there's no one, like, you know think of martin luther king he was the leader of that movement right Mm -hmm. yeah he he brought out these reparations and and these um um he, he brought change you know so who who's the leader now for that group like who is holding that torch i think if somebody can if somebody will probably step up and hold that torch and and be very smart and intelligent and, and lead these people, I think that we could come to some peace. And if somebody were to step up and lead these people and they can come together, I think there could be some peace, but it's it's yeah. all about that leadership, man. If, if, if there can be some leadership that, I think that would be great for everybody. I think, because a lot of BLM, there's like these people who riot, there's these people who do peaceful protests. They're not like, you know, there's, there's different views about it. And I, I think if, if somebody could herd together and just, you know, present ideas, you know, to people and, and lead, carry the flag. I think that there could be some peace.
0: Yeah. We, someone's got to, someone's got to get people to put the flames down. If you know what I mean? Put the pitch mm-hmm. down. Someone's got to be yep. like, someone's got to come up and say, Hey, you know, we're different and yep. we're going to be different. And, but it's not, it, it's not the violence is not the answer. No, um, because the the way it's looking right now, it's looking like war. It's looking like civil <laughs> war. <to happen.
1: laughs> yeah, it um, is, man. People storming the Capitol. Like, what the? What is going on? Like,
0: all for a like a a president, bro? Like, why? Like, they don't even <laughs> do anything, bro. Like,
1: yeah.
0: Our government yeah. is not structured around the president of the United States. You want real change? Talk to Congress, bro. Talk to the Supreme yeah. Court, bro. Yep. The President a is lot. literally head of state. They do a lot they do executive orders and stuff, but like a lot of their control is foreign affairs. Like mm-hmm. you really care what he's talking to China about? Like, no, you don't.
1: Yeah. But
0: it's it's gonna be interesting I, to see what happens.
1: I wanna ask you, where do you get your influence from to do this?
0: Where do I get my influence from? Right now, uh I would say that answer is I I get my influence from, I mean, I'm influenced by people and I'm influenced by certain podcasts. We've talked about a a couple, Um, but also I'm influenced by, you know, learning and growing. I love learning, man. And so talk like, you know, even this conversation we've had, it's helped me learn and grow, you know, and I'm really interested in meeting people and stuff like that. So I think my influence more mainly comes from an internal desire to want to learn and grow and be a like, become a better person. But also that – There's
1: not like like one person you, you think wh- – who do you think like – even growing up, like if you've seen like a TV show, you're like, dang, like you think you get influence from that or like, you know, watching TV growing up. Is there anybody that you yeah. think puts you on the trajectory that you're at now with the podcast?
0: Definitely – definitely the Joe Rogan experience, uh, influenced me a lot, but that was more like recent, you know, that was like, um, that's like where I get my influence while doing it. You know, I don't really know who, who influenced me like on TV show or anything. I, I think it just kind of, it just kind of came to me. Like I, I love music. I love creating things. And so when I started this on, like, I just started rambling. Like I, you know, I think YouTube. Honestly, let's just—I'm just I'm gonna just say YouTube. Like, um, I don't know if you know who Jordan B. Peterson is or anything like that. All these guys have these YouTube oh, yeah, clips yeah, 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 yeah. of, um, of like talk, them talking, and then like, and like, I, I take it, and I'm like, it's really engaging. I learn from it. Um, yeah. And I think I was just one day. I was, I love speaking. I love talking. I think one day, after already starting this, kind of, I was like, oh, I let's let's do this. You know, let's yeah i don't think anyone really influenced me to like speak like this i think it was more like it kind of just it kind of just happened and then like i was i'm now influenced by other podcaster podcasters uh to continue Mm -hmm. to grow and continue to get better but i don't think there was like really one person like growing up who was who like had a talk show or anything because it's the podcasting is so new you know
1: yeah what were you big on growing up like
0: just honestly when i was a kid bro i i couldn't like you couldn't like i couldn't sit still bro i was either outside playing sports or like my mom and my dad always said like i always like i played with every toy in the house like i would i would literally yeah. uh, action figures legos i would just do everything i'm just really creative um or i would oh, be God. outside playing um making up games things like that just just being hyperactive and creative man i think is my is my biggest like um contributor because like I didn't, I never got this. I was going to say it earlier when you were like, um, when you were like, do you ever just have these creative thoughts or, um, just have thoughts? Dude, when I'm laying down at night or I'm in the shower, I have like <laughs> awakening, bro. And I'm like, yeah, remember that? Remember that? <laughs> remember that?
1: Dude, I have those too, man, where I'm getting in the shower and it'll just like, boom, like smack me. And I'm like, what, the, like, where did this come from? And then back to that idea, the things just float around, bro. They're not original ideas. They're just, you put influence things together and and formally an idea, which is crazy to think about. Where's your influence come from? Um, like a person or like, what? you know, both like, um,
0: let's, let's say, yeah, person first. And then like, where do you get your influence from? Like while you're doing it. And then also like as a kid,
1: I'll start as a kid, as a kid, I watched a lot of movies, like, I was big on movies, bro. I used to love going to the movie theaters. I used to love watching movies because my mom worked a lot, bro. So, like, when I was younger and my dad, we didn't have a good relationship. Like, he would, like, when I would go to his house because my parents were divorced, he would always be working in the garage or something. Thank God we have a better relationship now. But back then, dude, I spent a lot of time alone. My mom was working, you know, multiple jobs and trying to raise multiple kids. And I was the youngest at the time. And so I watched a lot of movies, like, on end. I had little players and, and different things growing up and used to love Robin Big. <laughs> Robin Big, Rob Didick. I've been watching his videos but recently now. But yeah, I think I think I learned so much just from doing that all the time about photography and videography that it's influenced me now. So I, I know what, what looks good and what doesn't look good and 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 I'm imp- always improving. But I think that that's helped me out a lot. Right now, influence, I would say Um, there's this, there's a few people who run their own production companies. Um, Cole Bennett's one of them that i look up to. Um, I don't know if you know Edgar Estevez, he runs uh, blank square productions. He does videos for like the baby and kind of like Cole Bennett, all these big people, but they're at the point where I was having this conversation with my brother is, and he didn't believe me about it, but Cole Bennett's, and I kind of see myself if I were to picture myself as somebody, I'd see like like a Cole Bennett kind of thing. Because I do some music videos, but I don't know if I'd be doing music videos. I think I might be doing what I'm doing now, just on a bigger scale. But he's at the point now to where, dude, he's like, I'm not going to do a video unless it's the right song. Like he told Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow's sending him songs. And he's like, it's not the right one. It's not time. It's not time. It's not time. He's at the point to where he gets the complete creative freedom where people come to him and he has to portray their image, you know? If, if, if there's a shot that he doesn't like, he's not going to put in his video. And I, I like that complete creative freedom. And that's eventually the point that I want to be. So he's a big influence on me. Um, but yeah, I was talking to my brother. He's like, no, like the, like the artist gets the last say and everything. I'm like, no, he's gotten to the point where it is his job to portray the image. It is his job to do that. It is, it is not, the artist can have some input and talk about it and brainstorm, but at the end of the day, if, if, if cole bennett or the director or if you're running like cole bennett doesn't like it he's not going to put it in so for me for me to get to that point i got to put in years and years and years of work just to prove myself Mm -hmm. that i can make those decisions call those shots so that's where i see myself
0: um with the cole bennett thing it's like a it's like a director like Scorsese or someone like really good movie director. Like they make the set, they make the scene and then the actor yep. or like the rapper in this case, they act a certain way in that scene, you know? Yep. Um, but the scene and the way that the, it's going to flow and everything, the director does that. And that's what Cole Bennett
1: is. He's the director. Yeah. You know? And to have that trust, man, you got to build, you got to, you got to show that you can be trustworthy of, of calling the shots. I feel like the, the less, maybe experience that you have or or the less that you've proven yourself, more people are going to have influence on what goes where, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to have less creative freedom. If if you don't, if you haven't proven yourself.
0: Definitely, man. Um, it's, it's weird though when you get to like the people who are like hyper creative and like all they want to do is create because, you know, there's always someone at the top. If you're not at the top, pulling the strings more,
1: you know, mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's like one of the reasons rappers stop making music when they get in a bad record label, um, is because like they can't be creative in their own in their own manner. Yep. Or they can't they can't profit
1: off their creativity the way they should, you know. Yep. Well that's the difference between an operator and the owner. Mm-hmm. And if if you sign a deal, I mean if you're unsigned and you have your own stuff, you're an owner. But if you're signed to a label and, and they're telling you when to put out things, you're just an operator. You're not yeah. you're not owning the label. You're not, you know they're calling the shots. And with Cole Bennett, he owns his own stuff. That's, that's what he's an, he's an owner. Like he still loves to do the videos and edit the videos, but he's an owner of his business. He does, He gets to call the shots. Mm. And that's, that's what I love about it.
0: Well, all right, man, I think that's a good way to end it. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Yep.
1: I appreciate you, man.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. I'd love to do this that's again, bro. Yeah. Let's do it, it again. Dude, I would love to do it in person sometime if that's ever possible in the future, you know, episode 44 with Nikki Dunkley. It was a really engaging conversation. You know, it's really crazy I've made it to episode 44. You know, it's going to be crazy to see 50 and 100. Thank you guys so much for supporting me. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. And as always,
1: stay demanding.